Good morning, everyone. This is Keely Canifax, and today I am joined by Amelie Wilkinson. She is a sophomore, a four-pointer student, and a varsity cheerleader here at Covenant Christian Academy, and we are going to be discussing the types of mission trips that she has gone on. So, Amelie, where all have you been? On mission trips, I have been to Mexico and Africa outside of the country. How often do you go on these trips? I only go on mission trips during the summer because that's when I'm off of school and when my mom can get off of work. I used to go to Mexico in early July, but cheer camp started messing with that, so I haven't been the past few years. Mm -hmm. And I go to Africa at the end of July, beginning of August, every summer. Is it something that you do with your church group, or is it just something you and your family like to do? Well, my grandfather is the pastor of my church, and only my family really goes because our church is mainly elderly people, so they all can't travel as well. Mm -hmm. As some, so my family and I are usually the only ones who go, but we go representing our church, so mm -hmm. it's a little bit of both. We make it a family vacation as we stop over in European countries on the way to break up all the days of traveling because mm -hmm. it's a long way to travel. Mm -hmm. It's over 24 hours of flying just to get there, mm -hmm. and then when we stop over in European countries, it's even longer, mm -hmm. so we take a few days off to rest and relax and get rid of the jet lag mm -hmm. before continuing on to wherever our destination is. Mm -hmm. And what do, what do you and your family do while you are there? Well, in Mexico, we have a VBS for a church in Fresno, Mexico. We first, we go to uh, Monterey, and we pick up the Spanish youth group there and their pastor, Pastor Ramon. And then we go to Fresno, which is a bit of a poor town, I would say, just by the way it looks. And we have a VBS at their church, and then we visit the surrounding churches that mm -hmm. Pastor Ramon and my grandfather have helped to start up, and that's what we do in Mexico. But in Africa, we, at the time that I go with my mom and my grandmother and my grandfather, there's a medical clinic that we have for all the surrounding villages, and we have a day for our orphanage that we have there. Our orphans can have a medical clinic day. And at the medical clinic, we have, this year we had an eye exam. Mm -hmm. We have a dental booth. We have a uh, triage, um, prescriptions, medicine. They get things that they never had access to before because the hospitals are mainly private hospitals, so mm -hmm. they have to pay a whole lot for whenever they go. And it's easier for them to come to us and get medicine to things and diseases that they have a whole lot there. Like we mm -hmm. have malaria medicine for them. We test for malaria and HIV there. There's not really anything that we can do besides give them malaria mm -hmm. medicine, but it's still better than what they had before. Mm -hmm. And these people come and they stand in lines for hours and hours every day, sometimes just to not even be seen. And they come back the next day and stand for more hours waiting to be seen. And there's never any complaining. Mm -hmm. They all just sit there. And while they're waiting in their lines, we have pastors from different churches that we bring with us preaching and sharing the gospel with them, and translators. So these people are hearing the gospel for the first time. Mm -hmm. And we had one lady came, come back this year who came last year, and she was telling us how last year we saved her baby yeah. and how she found Christ because we saved her baby. And without this medical clinic, her baby would have died. And she was incredibly grateful. And it's just so touching to see how mm -hmm. the Lord and how the Lord uses us mm -hmm. to touch other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And then while that's going on, we have people working in a medical clinic, and we also have a VBS uh, on the other side at the actual orphanage for our all the grades. We have babies up to seniors, but the seniors 
are older than seniors in America because they may have started their education late. Mm -hmm. So they had to start from earlier grades when they were much older. Mm -hmm. Like they could have been 15 in like a kindergarten class and have to work their way up. So we have orphans of all different ages and we have a VBS for them, outdoor rec, indoor rec, crafts, music, games. And it's a blessing to work with the kids and to be able to meet them and see how other people live and they get to find out about America through us and they have so many questions and their world is so much different than ours and it's really mm -hmm. interesting to see it's a blessing to meet all of them mm -hmm. and so y'all don't do the same stuff every place you go like there's different stuff that you yes do? everywhere we go there's something different that we do mm -hmm. and it depends on when you go as well we always have the medical clinic in August mm -hmm. And that's when me and my mom go with my grandparents. But my grandparents also go, my grandfather goes about four times a year, and my grandmother goes twice a year. And each visit is for something different. Maybe okay. it's like a pastor, like teaching pastors, pastor conference, women's mm -hmm. conference, for different things like that. Um, that's where they've been. And my grandfather has also been to Pakistan and places like that with uh, Compel Outreach International, which is mm -hmm. who we go with mm -hmm. to Africa. It's... Uh, started by Bill Britt and Wendy Britt and they are the leaders and they keep it all up and they go all over the world on that side of the world but I've only ever been to their orphanage in Africa. Mm. Um, what all does it take to go on these trips? Like how much money does it cost? Um, do you have to get what type of safety precautions do you have to take or anything like that? So it costs a bit because I mean you're traveling across mm -hmm the country across the water and you got to get in and hotels but I'm pretty sure they charge uh, compel where we go with about 3,000 maybe a little bit more to go with them but they once we pay all of that that pays for our food that pays for our hotels it pays for our flights the only thing that I think other thing that you would pay for is maybe like extra food that you buy here and there mm -hmm. and like souvenirs and stuff like that but that's mainly how much it costs, and you have to get certain shots. Like, you should be up to date on your shots that you need in the States, mm -hmm. and you need a yellow fever shot. You cannot enter or exit at one of those, Kenya, without having a yellow fever shot. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have it, they will just give it to you there. So it might not be the most clean <laughs> and if you get it there, so it's better just to get it in the yeah. States before you go. That's pretty much the only safety precautions you really have to get. Oh, I almost forgot. While you're there, you need to take a malaria medicine pill. Mm -hmm. There's different types. There's like the weeklies and then there's the dailies. And it can be difficult because they have intense side effects. Mm -hmm. So while you're there on this mission trip in a foreign country, you're dealing with the side effects of the medicine, which could be like crazy dreams, like nausea, intense vertigo. So it's a whole lot, but it's definitely worth it so you don't have malaria for the rest of your life. Um, tell me about your first experience. What was it like? My very first experience, well, I'll do both. So my first experience to Mexico was I was with the youth group with all my friends I grew up with, and we went first to Monterey in Mexico, and we picked up the youth group there, and then we all went to Fresno where we went to their church, and we started setting up for VBS, and then we did the VBS. And it was really interesting because they, out of everywhere I've been, they are the most similar to us, and you, you think it's going to be so different, and they're going to think very differently, but they don't. They're just like us, except they just live a little bit farther away. Mm -hmm. They're not all that different from us at all. In fact, I learned mm -hmm. that <laughs> you really can't, if they tell you, even in Swahili in Africa as well, mm -hmm. if they tell you, oh, repeat this, you got to be a little bit careful mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, we're all still teenagers and you never know what they might make you say. Mm -hmm. 
And so that was Mexico. And then my first to Africa was honestly a bit awkward for me because I'm always the youngest on the mission trip. It's like adults and older people and then me. So I was the only, oh no, the first year that I went, there was a few other kids around my age. But it's so weird because the orphans and how they act and how they talk, it's so very different from us. They talk mm -hmm. very proper. We do not. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. And it's a bit awkward because of the language barrier. It can be hard to hold conversations with them. Mm -hmm. And one thing that they all want to see, they all want to see your phone. They want to see your phone. Mm -hmm. They want to see all of your pictures. They want to play any games that they can, listen to your music. So sometimes you just kind of feel like they want your phone instead of you. But mm -hmm. they do enjoy talking to you. It just can be difficult yeah. with the language barrier. That was the first time that I went. And where is the next place that you would like to go? The next place I would like to go, well, like I said earlier, we stop over in Europe sometimes. Since I know I'm already going to Mexico and Africa, mm -hmm. I usually go to the same places. Um, stopping over in Europe trips, I would like to go to Ireland maybe next. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to go there. Or I think my grandfather said maybe Iceland. We went to Poland last year, and it was beautiful, and it was amazing. So mm -hmm. I can't wait to see where we're going to stop over this year. I already know where we're going to end up. <laughs> mm -hmm. And how is your first trip different from the latest trip you've taken? Like, and what was the latest trip that you The taken? latest trip I took was this past summer mm -hmm. before this school year. And the difference mainly, the kids are all still the same. I found myself able to talk with them more. Mm -hmm. I wasn't as nervous to talk with them and interact with them. I found some high schoolers who were sarcastic like me mm -hmm. and who I could talk to and tease and we made fun of each other for the whole week because it's different perspective. All the adults see them as these cute kids who need so much help, and I see them as, like, peers mm -hmm. because they're my age. So it's a bit different for me than it is for all the adults that go. But one thing this year that was really amazing was the American team that came with us. Mm -hmm. We always have an American team. And honestly, one thing that can not make or break because the trip is amazing regardless, one mm -hmm. thing that adds to the trip for sure is the American team and who you have with you. And this year, what I really enjoyed was that no one made me feel like I was the youngest. Mm -hmm. Like, I obviously know I'm the youngest, but no one treated me like a little child. Mm -hmm. They all treated me like an equal. And I love all of them, and I miss all of them so much. Mm -hmm. And we had so much fun together on just a unique trip that it's going to bond us forever. So this past trip was a whole lot of fun. I got to do more things since I'm older. Mm -hmm. I had more leadership roles in the VBS. And just being able to connect with the kids more, like I said, it's just, it was a, I preferred this trip over mm -hmm. the first one that I went on, but both were still amazing. And you keep saying language barrier. Has that gotten any better throughout the years? It has because they learn English through their uh, curriculum, whatever mm -hmm. they learn, they learn English. Mm -hmm. But there's still like some words that we, they, we, we translate for each other and we figure out what they mean. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a fun game in and of itself <laughs> sometimes. But uh, the language barrier has become less of an issue. But with the little kids, the language barrier is a bit more difficult. But the little kids are just content to hang around you and just to be around you and braid your hair. Oh, my goodness, they love braiding hair because none of them are allowed to have hair because mm -hmm. of the possibility of lice and yeah. fleas and stuff. It's just too hard to control. Only the high schoolers are allowed to grow their hair out because they are old enough to maintain it. Mm -hmm. But the little kids, they're just happy enough to run around you and play with you. You don't even need to talk to the little ones sometimes because mm -hmm. they'll just grab a ball and start throwing it at you. And you know, okay, they want to play. Mm -hmm. Like, they want to do this and that. And they're all so athletic. Like, they put so many people that I see here to shame. <laughs> they run so fast. They're, they excel at soccer. Mm -hmm. They're still trying to figure out volleyball, but they're getting there. And it's just so cool to see even just the different types of sports that are popular mm -hmm. there versus here.
So it's cool to see the differences and the similarities. And through all of this, what have you learned and what has God shown you through this and how has your relationship with God grown through this? God has shown me to be grateful for what I have here in the States because you see what they have and you see how they have so little, but the funny thing is it's not even what strikes you. The thing that I learn most is about attitude and like how no matter what's going on in life, I find that after I've been there, it's easier for me to brush off the things that don't matter because when you go there, you kind of get your eyes open to what actually matters and you see how these people go through so much hardship in their daily life that we've never experienced and we only can see and not truly understand but they're so happy. Mm -hmm. They're all so happy to be alive and they just celebrate life and they just celebrate being with each other and they dance and they sing and they have fun and they're not embarrassed or ashamed of doing anything or of being with each other. And it, that's one thing that's really amazing to me. So whenever I come back here and there's not that much of that joyful attitude, it's helped me. To, it's grown my joyful attitude. It's given me this outlook on life to where I'm able to brush off things that don't matter as much anymore and I can see the clearer picture a bit better mm -hmm. because if it's not going to matter in the long run then it shouldn't bother me now which is something that I'm really grateful that I learned from them. Mm -hmm. Well thank you so much. Thank you.